1: Ante Up is your poker magazine, dedicated to the everyday player and their poker rooms. Pick up a free copy at your favorite poker room nationwide each month. But Ante Up is much more than a magazine. Visit anteupmagazine.com daily for breaking news and each week download our award-winning poker cast. Join us on our action-packed poker cruises to exotic destinations. Ante Up, it's your poker magazine.
0: The key to winning big is using every little bit of knowledge to your advantage. At OddsChecker, we give you the edge. Better odds, better picks, and better offers to make you a better better. Why settle for less? Quickly compare the odds at every sportsbook to ensure that you're getting the best price to maximize your return. Visit us at www.oddschecker.com backslash US. OddsChecker. Sports betting smarter.
2: From the Anti Up headquarters in Tampa Bay, Florida, it's the Anti Up Poker Cast. And now, here are two guys who think they know how to play poker Chris Casenza and Scott Long.
1: It's April 3rd, 2020. You're listening to the best poker cast on the Internet. I'm Chris Casenza. And I'm Scott, going out of my mind long. <laughs> I know. If anybody could, I mean, in my in people in my circle, I can't imagine anybody this would affect more than you. <laughs> I mean, you are the most social person I know. And then on top of it, I mean, not just that, just from what I know and what I see on Facebook, I know you're doing even more than that, so it's got to be driving you crazy
3: yeah you're you're not the only one that's reached out to me and said that so yeah it's to somebody who's super social uh this is really the worst <laughs> thing ever so and you know i obviously uh, there there are people struggling way more than me, so uh keep I'll always try to keep that in perspective but, right uh, um yeah, these days are super long. So, oh, man, you know, you're like, hey, are you gonna have stuff for the show? And trust me, I got plenty of time, Chris. So I'm looking everywhere <laughs> I can to find stuff for the show. So <laughs> we'll keep doing the show as long as I can keep digging deep into the uh, dark universe and finding folks <laughs> related content out there.
1: So my dad emailed me or or messaged me on Facebook the other day, and he's like, Hey, how you doing? You all right? And I'm like, I could do this standing on my head. This is easy for me. <laughs> I got no problem, I don't do anything anyway, except go bowling, and I was tired of bowling anyways at the end of the season, so I mean... All you was, need are your trees and your family. That's right, You're just me, that. my trees, and my wife, that's all I need, right there. <laughs> yeah, it's something to drink, preferably milk. I will say I'm super envious of
3: folks like you right now, because it's, it's, it's uh, insanity for me, so... <laughs> I know, I feel yeah. bad for you.
1: All right, let's get back to the show.
3: Yeah, so anyhow, so I uh, I like uh, trying to keep the normal routine as much as possible. So, you know, even though the show will not be uh, an hour like it normally is, because there's just not enough to talk about. At least we're doing it still. We'll see. We'll see. Uh yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know, we could get I could get so bored that I keep you talking in circles <laughs> at the end of the week. <laughs> keep something social going on in my life today. So oh, man. Uh, All right. Uh, With virtually every poker room in the United States shut down, the World Series of Poker has announced a month-long WSOP.com Online Championship Spring Series that will kick off on April 5th, feature more than 100 events, and end with a $300,000 guaranteed main event in early May. All told, the series will have more than $4 million in guaranteed money and will be available to players physically in Nevada, New Jersey, and Delaware, and, and, and nowhere else. Just three states,
1: so... I just
3: go there and knock yourself out. Have fun. I hate you.
1: <laughs> do, do you just have uh, an idea that they're trying to set up something for the World Series this way? Like, postpone it to, like, the end of July, and then if you still can't, you can travel or whatever, but you still got, whatever it is, they'll be like, okay, we're going to set up computers in every single one of our real hotel rooms. And you can all go in your room and register and play the World Series from your hotel room. And it'll be the official World Series, but it'll be all online. You know, I, it's got this weird feeling they're going to do something like that It just continues.
3: Yeah, well, you know, I've read a couple of stories. I didn't put any on the file today just because it changes so much. Um, but uh, it is interesting to hear, you know, as, as much as they are, are uh, continuing to say at this point uh, there are, will be no changes to the series that they are working through a number of different scenarios, right? So um, uh, one of them that I thought was interesting was the fact that, you know, they're kind of locked into those dates because Rio does a pretty uh, robust convention business, right? Yeah. So the Amazon room and all those rooms are, are not always available to them. Well, people are canceling conventions left and right right now, even, you know, even into August um, so or July. So uh, they did say they, they do have more flexibility now to push it back if they need to uh, because they do have the convention space available now. So that would be probably the most likely thing to do. But um, I, I got to think one of their contingency plans is doing uh, – probably not all of it online. I don't think you're going to do all of it online with all the guarantees and stuff like that. But a truncated uh, all-online World Series yeah. this yeah. year. And, you know, quite honestly, you know, from somebody that doesn't go out there every year who, you know, hasn't played it since in ten, twelve years or <laughs> it's been more than that, right? Right. Um uh it's, in some sense I think that might be interesting that this will be the year that we it just goes online. Um I mean, in terms of a, a story to tell in future years, right? Yeah. And remember back in twenty when the series was all online?
1: <laughs> Yeah, forget about that coronavirus thing. Just remember the series was <laughs> online in 2020. That was the big story back then. <laughs> uh
3: but yeah, so I I think this is probably both a uh a trial run for that but also just a recognition of hey, you know, our, our other businesses are shut down. This is a business that's open. Uh let's make the most of it and uh you know, hats off to them, you know. You know, that's any business that can pivot right now and try to make money in this crazy climate should. So
1: yeah, and I didn't want to steer. I didn't want to take the thunder away from the actual news item we were talking about. I mean, it is pretty remarkable that they're going to have that many events and a 300k guarantee main event. I mean, when you think about how we're saying they're probably still struggling to be an online presence of poker, even though they have those three states together, to to pull off that guarantee and to make it if they meet it. I mean that that's still pretty impressive that that many people are playing online that can come together for one series. Now I realize now so many people are going to be bored out of their minds by then too that they're going to want to they're going everyone's going to want to play as much as possible and we saw that record setting event the other night other week or whatever. So yeah. it but it is is a sign of there are there is some money to be made here and there's some some you know revenue flow that the government should really pay attention to especially when people are allowed to stay home and play i was, i know we bring this up often but seriously when all settled down and they they get through this crisis they should reflect and look back at this and be like you know what we're missing an opportunity here's a quicker way to help us get back in the you know in the black you know i just i hope people i just hope rational minds will will prevail
3: Well, yeah, and I think uh, to your point, I mean, we talked about bailouts uh, last week and how I I think it's going to be a hard sell for the casino industry to convince politicians that they uh, need a bailout when these other more essential businesses uh, are fighting for that money, right? Right. But one way of, quote-unquote, bailing out the casino industry is to fast-track online gaming um, in the states that it's not in, right? right? So. It doesn't replicate. It doesn't. Re- you bring back those jobs. It doesn't bring back the entertainment, the food, all the other stuff that you go to the casino for. But at least it is a way of um, returning some revenue uh, to those folks without a an actual writing a check bailout, right? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, now of that course that's come on the state. Well, I mean, I guess it could come on the federal level. I mean, maybe that would be an interesting thing that somebody on the federal level says, "Hey, we're not going to bail them out, but we're just going to make it legal uh, to regulate it." In states that want to. And yeah, make so, it easier
1: for them to get their money back.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, really, I mean, when you think about it, I mean, if you can be that creative with every industry, and because uh, there's only so much money a government can <laughs> write checks for, right? Yeah. So, uh, if you can be creative with individual industries in that way and, and getting them, making it easier for them to, to make a profit in a way, that's one way out of this mess. So, that will be very interesting to see. Um, I'm sure those conversations will happen, whether they actually turn into anything. Who knows? Hopefully. All right, Mike Postle has filed his response to a lawsuit claiming he cheated players during the live stream broadcast from Stone's Gambling Hall. In his filing, Postle says, the, quote, Plaintiffs fail to describe any specific poker hand with any specific plaintiff describing any specific fraudulent conduct causing any specific injury. There is no attempt to describe any particular hand or any particular conduct by Mr. Postle that is alleged to have compromised or comprised
1: fraud. Ah, uh, without getting too specific. Um, <laughs> on, a, on any particular news item today, um, you know, when I saw this item on the file, I thought it's so weird to see, like, news happening. Like, I, I, I keep thinking of everyone is like holed up in their house, like we are,
3: yeah, 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 but yet yeah, this that's... stuff
1: is still proceeding out there. It's like you would think they'd put this stuff on the back burner and be like, okay, look, we don't need you to come down to the courthouse and file anything. We don't need you to. But, you know, so that was the first reaction I saw to it. But then the other one is, I wonder, it's an interesting point. You know, I mean, I I think people were thinking that anyway, that a lot of times these lawsuits are just to bring awareness to things and whatever, and they don't really expect to win. I don't know if somebody expects to beat this guy in court and win money from him because, like you said – even though people are speculating, all of this stuff, and I see it's damning. I know that it's damning, and it's all, all likelihood it probably happened. Who knows? But um, I'm not saying it didn't happen, so I don't know anybody emailing me and yelling at me. I'm just saying okay. you have to prove without a doubt. And they're saying there's nothing specific here that you guys are pointing to that it, you can't specifically point something. So, you know, as long as there's a shadow of a doubt, you're not going to win this case.
3: Yeah, so um, I, I, it's definitely kind of the, um, without knowing, you know, where Mike's head is, uh, but just from what we've seen on the outside, it does seem to be the best defense right here is, you know, hey, you know, which has been the argument all along, <clears throat> you know, just because you lost doesn't mean I cheated you. Yeah. So, you know, you're going to have to come up with something more than that. Now, I never went back and read the original complaint, um, uh, from the plaintiffs so i you know i'm assuming that he's just not making this up i'm assuming they didn't go into any detail right uh but uh what i imagine will happen now is now the response from the plaintiffs will be to you know introduce some of that stuff um uh and and obviously some of the stuff that we've seen online and stuff that they research themselves right and at that point that's the way to shut down this argument so that it's going to force him to actually you know come up with a different response after that so kind of the way this thing goes so um but you know again um and again i I know you said you didn't want people emailing us hate mail but hey i'm (laughs) bored right now (laughs) I'm bring it on (laughs) (laughs) um you know it it is um you know we, we keep waiting for that definitive proof to be shown you know right now we see a lot of stuff as you mentioned is very very damning and um almost clear that it is there but not that actual um the true smoking gun right um so maybe you know obviously you know lawyers um uh, it's like a chess game right you don't want to Show your hand unless you have to. Um, oh, hey, that's a poker I was going to say,
1: <laughs> hey! you have a perfect analogy right there, and you go to chess instead. You go to chess
3: instead. Right? instead. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, <laughs> show your hand before you have to, <laughs> especially if you're a big G on our hand of the week. Um, so, you know, uh, you know, really none of this means anything right now in, until you start getting into that back and forth, and, and folks have to start. Playing their cards, right? Yeah, so yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens. But, uh, but back to your original thing. I, it is. I, I'm friends with an attorney, and um, she's, she serves on one of my um, uh, the nonprofit boards I serve on. And you know, we had a virtual meeting this week because you know we can't get together. Right. But uh, we were asking her. I'm like, you know, hey. Because everybody's curious how everybody's business is doing now, right? And um, she's like, yeah, well, you know, work's still coming in, but uh, they don't want us to come to the courthouse. You know, everything we can do telephonically or video or file electronically, that's how they want it. So um, I'm guessing maybe that's what the case was here, too. I'm pretty sure Mike didn't just uh, get on his bike and write (laughs) to the courthouse. Yeah, no,
1: I know. It just just hit me funny, you know, filing with the courthouse, you know, it just hit me funny when I read it.
3: Yeah, it is interesting when you go through the, I still read the newspaper every day, although we're only going to get it two days a week now. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, it is interesting that there's a couple pages in <laughs> there that aren't coronavirus, right? That yeah. There is stuff happening, and I have the same reaction you do. I'm like, wow, people are actually still continuing life. <laughs> uh, I know. Because you're bragging. I mean, I wish I
0: could do that. <laughs> uh,
3: so, yeah, it is, it, is, it is a little jarring right now to uh, see that. Um, not not as jarring as when I got in my car yesterday for the first time in a couple of days and, and drove and saw everything, like, literally shut down. Um, it, it's kind of like, you know, some of these, like, you know, disaster movies in it real is. life. It is. Great. It's really weird. Um. Uh, anyhow, all right. Let's uh, try not to be too depressing. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I like the next one. Uh, Poker Stars has introduced a new poker variation called Swap Hold'em. The game plays the same way as Hold'em, except that one time during the hand, you have the option to replace one or both of your hold cards. Uh, Players can choose to make the swap at any time during the hand when action is on them, except if they are all in. Uh, The option gives players an Omaha-like blocker ability by knowing up to four cards each hand, as well as other strategic considerations, I imagine.
1: The first thing I thought of when I read this was when we are playing Deuce to Seven, and you're bluffing the whole way. And then on the end yeah. the guy still calls your last bet and you're like, Oh, now I gotta draw.
3: <laughs> now I gotta draw. <laughs> right? yep. Now
1: I gotta draw because I was faking oh, it the whole it's
3: time. Shoes here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so same thing here, you know, you're bluffing every street and on the end you're like, Well, there are four hearts out there and I don't have any. If I draw two, maybe I'll get a heart and make a flush, you know, and then I can you know so there's a lot of there are a lot of like uh I, I wanna say skill involved in this, but there's a lot of you know ways to make up for your mistakes too in this kind of a game but it it tells so much information if you're drawing and it's it's an interesting game but isn't there another game we played like this maybe Frank introduced it once or twice where we we could get rid of cards at any point. What game was that? Wasn't there a game I don't
3: like that? that? But no. But uh, I'm intrigued. And, and I'll tell you, when I read this item, uh, a couple of things came into mind. One, I really, really miss our home game. And I know that's my fault because we haven't had it in two or three years. But yeah. I really just want to play cards with you guys again so we can play <laughs> this um, in, in addition to just hanging am, out and talking. Out. Yeah. <laughs> that's enough, right? But. Because uh, I think it, it is interesting. I would say if you are a skillful player, let let's back this up. The more skillful you are at poker, I think the less exciting this game should be for you, right? Right. I think. Now, there's still obviously some strategy involved. So, again, it's like any other game. You've know, you got to figure out how, how best to maximize your, um, your win rate in it. But um, if you are a solid player, you know people are going to make a lot of mistakes and you're going to be able to benefit from them. This seems like more of a a game for gamblers, because you're right. You know, if you misplay this hand all the way, and now there are four hearts, as you mentioned on the board, and you've got no hearts, and you haven't swapped your hand yet, now it's time to roll the dice, (laughs) give me new cards, and let me luck into a flush, right? (laughs)
1: Ace of hearts! Yep,
3: and that poor guy across the table who had a top set all the way is now crying, because not only (laughs) did he not fade uh, the hearts being on the board, now he has to fade you drawing hearts against them, so... Um, so yeah, so I, I definitely think that uh, it, it's definitely going to be a, an exciting game for folks that aren't, aren't good at poker and, you know, want to combine that slot machine mentality to it. Cause I think that's what it is now. Um, I think the more we play it, I think is when you start to figure out, uh, if you're a good player, uh, how, how best to, to play against this, both when, when do you swap your cards, when you swap one or both of them, um, and also knowing player's tendencies on when they you know when you're playing chicken whether they flinch first right so yeah you know h- how often does chris Cassenza swap his cards and when does he swap them so you know once you get that down then you can play this a little bit better but
1: i don't always swap my cards and when i do <laughs> i do it with drama <laughs> 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 um so let me ask you was it was it the game 211 was that the game I oh,
3: two eleven. Yeah, that wasn't. Frank. Oh, Frank probably introduced it to us. But yeah, we met that guy out at, or at least I met the the, the creator that came out at the series. Yeah, so, I think we yeah. both met him.
1: And it was two one one, right? Where you could you could draw. And I, there was something drawing in there, right? There was something drawing. There,
3: in there. was. Boy, I can't remember that. Boy, that was <clears throat> that was literally twelve years ago. I
1: know, man. I'm pulling it from way back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's an interesting game. I think the the more, like you said, the more skilled you are at not only playing the game properly but also reading what they're doing as reading into what they're doing what they're drawing and and what they you know what i mean so anybody who can really extrapolate information from actions too would really do well in this game i think um i would probably just play it abc like i normally would play poker well, and then
3: thinking off the top of my head again i haven't sat down and thought about this but um i, I again have plenty of time so maybe i will <laughs> today <admit. laughs> um I, I, my my initial reaction is if you hit the flop pretty hard, you want to play this way harder than you normally do, right? Because mm-hmm. you want, if, if people are going to swap cards, i want them to swap right away. So then, because once you swap, you can't swap again, right? Right. So I want them to swap early on, have them take their Hail Mary to try to catch up to me, rather than let them get to the point, like you mentioned, where, you know, maybe hearts run out on the board, or straight cards run out on the board, and then they can take a you know, a free swing at the fences for it, right? So if you could force them to swap early when there's not as much danger on the board, um, that would probably be the way to go, right? So it could be, a, it's definitely probably an action game in that sense, you know. You're not a lot of slow playing and, and probably big bets early on to, to force you to What's do that.
1: interesting, too, with that, though, is if you have a hand and you're raising, who the hell is calling a raise and then swapping? This isn't draw poker. I mean, this is... You got two cards important. only, you know. It, uh, that's I what mean. I'm
3: saying. Yeah, so so maybe it's almost like the uh, the No Sucky game that uh, Vic introduced to us. Oh yeah, a couple months ago, where where my initial reaction was it's actually an action killer because you know, you know, you're just gonna bet big early on and and force people out of the pot. So that would probably be the way I, I would I would I would play this. You know, if I got a decent hand. Um, I mean, even pre-flop, I think, you're not going to want to slow play with a, you know, you're going to play your, your big pairs bigger, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, because at that point, you're right. So let's think it in a cash game, right? So it's a one, two. So you raise the 15 with pocket kings, and you're sitting there with seven deuce. Uh, now, I don't know how it works. I don't know if you have to call the bet. Action's on you, right? So. I think I the think betting
1: it's, happens it's in them.
3: So, yeah, so maybe at that point. You know, seven dudes, you might as well swap your cards in and see if you can get something, right? And if you don't, then you you fold. So I would imagine, yeah, preflop it's definitely going to end up driving the game to make uh, you're going to need better hands to win.
1: It's going to be nice when you're in the big blind and everyone limps in the pot and you have crap and then you get to draw with for free and get two new cards and then you might pull out a huge hand. You know what I mean? That, that'll that be well, interesting. You
3: might, but I mean, at that point, there's no pressure on you, so you might as well see the flop and see
1: if he actually hit something, right? And then you can always draw. I mean, yeah. it,
3: that's the interesting part about when you swap, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a free flop yeah. and then then you could just draw. But that's the thing. If somebody hits the flop and you have nothing, now you're like, am I going to... Am I going to commit more money here just to draw two cards? I hope I... You know, it's... Right. But
3: the big blind, I mean, that's, it, that's... Oh, God, there's so many interesting things about this. So if you're in the big blind, you're, like, one of the first to act on that flop, right? Right. Um, so you have an opportunity to swap your cards and see if you can hit the flop the
1: second time, right? Yeah, no, but I think you can't draw your cards until after the betting is completed.
3: Uh, it's possible. I, I thought it was when the action's on you, so I don't know what the procedure is, so... Huh. Maybe, it did say when the action's on you is the only time, and you. So. Oh,
1: okay, I thought it was.
3: Oh, jeez. So I, I would I would think again. I haven't seen it in action, but I would think going back to my original idea, uh, if somebody raises the twelve bucks and you're next to act, you don't call that
1: twelve bucks. You draw you if you want, and then decide first. if you want to call the twelve. It oh, that's dies. insane. Right. Yep. Okay, so that's all right. So that's even better because then all right, so now you can see a flop for free. See if you hit, don't hit. Say, oh, I got a free draw here to see if I hit now. And, you're not gonna, and then after you draw the cards, then you can check or bet, right? So at that point, yeah, you yeah. can hot disguise that you've hit the flop and let somebody bet out and then check raise them. And Wow, this is crazy. This is circus You, you can life.
3: disguise that your hand got better, right? So, yeah. I mean,
1: you can remember the mental part of this,
3: right? So if, if I didn't raise pre-flop in the blinds and then I swap my cards and now I decide after seeing my new cards I'm going to bet big, are do you, did you really get a better hand, or yeah, yeah. Are you letting people think that you had a better hand?
1: No, oh, this is insane. It's yeah. an insane game. You might as well make deuces wild and throw in a one-eyed jacks too. <laughs> this is like it's like a circus game now. All of a sudden, it just it's creating oh, a eight, whole new level.
3: Not all of a sudden. From the very beginning. Yeah, from the
1: beginning. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, but at first we were just being like, "Oh, we're drama just introducing hop.
3: more animals and clowns now,
1: Chris." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy. We got we ought to have a home game so we could play it.
3: Yeah, well, I hope I uh, uh, hope they uh, if it ends up going into the play money, I don't know if they introduced the stuff in the play money or not, but uh, we're going to talk about papes here a little bit longer, and I'm going to make an effort to try to get back into papes, and if they do, I'm telling Somsky right now, I want to swap hold them. To, yes. <laughs> just so we can see how crazy this actually is. Absolutely. Like, Add it to the schedule. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now, uh, if you're a fan of the Netflix show Ozark, and you really should be, because it's fantastic, you got nothing to do but sit at home and watch Netflix, anyhow... The third season has dropped, and in one of the early episodes, Marty and Ruth hold a high-roller poker tournament rife with hilarity. It's a $50,000 buy-in sit-and-go, and at least they got sit-and-go, right? Uh, but they also had to use the tyrant phrase, the game is no limit, Texas, hold them, as if the 10 players who just bought in for 50 large had no idea until then what <laughs> game they would be playing. Uh, and the entire room was filled with spectators and chairs to watch. So I don't know if you watch this show. Um, no. it's, all right, no. If you're not, you should, because it's really, really good.
1: Okay.
3: Um, uh, but... Uh, I won't give too much of the plot away, but essentially Jason Bateman and Laura Linney, who are fantastic, um, are running from lots of problems, and they end up through, uh, into the second season, they decide to open a casino, which is, you know, why not? Yeah, right, <laughs> it's, sure. It's easy to do that, right? Sure. Uh, so this year, um, now the, the casino is open, and it's functioning, and um, uh, one of their, um, uh, the the folks they met in the Ozarks, Ruth is managing the casino and had a great idea. Had this high roller, a uh, Missouri classic or something. I think she called it or whatever it was. But um, <laughs> but uh, one a fifty thousand dollars sit and go, which I'm sure happens all the time, just not in Missouri. <laughs> in the always are. Right?
1: Um,
3: uh, but they actually said sit and go, and I'm like, really? And then I'm like, because they didn't show it when they said it's a sit and go, and I'm like, this is gonna be interesting. Then they showed it. Yep, one table. 10 rich people sitting around it, and then everybody else, all dressed up and nice, sitting in like banquet chairs, all looped around it, getting ready to watch the action with, you know, no TVs, no whole cards, anything like that. So, fun day at the casino. Well,
1: let me ask something. The header on this was why they keep getting stuff wrong, even though they almost get it right. Are are you saying the only thing you're holding their feet to the fire on is that they said it was no limit Texas Hold'em? Yeah.
3: No, I think well, I, I think the uh concept of a fifty thousand dollar buy in sit and go if that's it, that's all that's a little outrageous, I think, to me.
1: It is outrageous. It is outrageous. Now
3: it, it made for again it may it made the storyline work well. So I you know, I, like I said, I'm giving him credit for the sit and go. I mean, it's obviously somebody's played and knows the terms. Um so um but I, I don't think you're going to get about two hundred people to sit in banquet chairs to watch ten people play poker without cameras or holes.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's pretty exciting, you know, and guys are throwing the dice and they've got a lot of money. People love to gather around and watch people lose cash. I mean that's
3: Now that being said, she didn't have to throw one of the guys out because he was being abusive uh with language. At the table? At the table.
1: So the guy lost fifty grand because he was being oh, yeah. abusive?
3: Oh yeah. wow. So if I knew that was a possibility, if we're now making this sit-and-go like hockey rules,
1: now I'll sit there and watch it. <laughs> well, there you go. They probably knew ahead of time. They want to see <laughs> this guy get thrown out. It's like those who watch NASCAR for the crashes. Right? Right? Excellent.
3: <laughs> All right, anyhow, if you don't watch Ozark, it really, really is a fantastic
1: show. I've been binge-watching House, so.
3: Yeah, yeah, I need to go back and watch a lot of stuff now. Um, yeah. You know, I realized the other day uh, what I'm going to do. I'm going to start trying to watch these classic movies that I've never seen that are embarrassing for me to admit that I haven't seen. Like, for example, Footloose. I have never seen Footloose in my entire life. Oh, man, I saw that in the theaters. I know, right? I it seems kid. like a movie I should have seen to know the lines to, and I, I literally have never seen it before. So, but um, uh, it's it's pretty bad course you know you you did watch tiger king of course right
1: no i didn't watch i I don't want to fall on i'm so tired of all this one person's put something out there it goes viral and then everyone's talking about it like it's the greatest thing ever i'm not watching it i'm waiting i'll watch it when i'm ready to watch it not when i'm told to watch it
3: i i I, I will say one thing chris it is the greatest thing ever
1: (laughs) they all say that (laughs) You know I'm going to end up watching it. You know, the same with Game of Thrones. I didn't watch it for the first six seasons, and then well, I'm like, fine. Hey, it's
3: a long time for me to get into Game of Thrones. I mean, then I became a super fan, and then I became a super hater in that last crappy season. Yeah, but,
1: exactly. Me too.
3: But, but no, Tiger King, it's actually close to home. A lot of it happens in Tampa. So Right, I went to that place. Yeah, you know, I've been there too. I feel really bad that I've been there now after yeah. I watched this. But. Yeah, me too. So, but, yeah. Anyhow.
1: All right, I'll let you know
0: if
3: Twenty I Only seven it. episodes. <laughs> okay. After you get through house. <laughs> All right, and then uh, one of the things I cherish most about what we built here at Up is the friendships we form with listeners, readers, players, etc. And this week, one of those friends I made, uh, Rob Paul Chapman from Britain, asked me whether I'd like to get a virtual pint of beer with him and catch up. And that's exactly what we did. I suggested this new app called House Party that's really helping me get through these uh, – the social distancing things. It's a uh, kind of like a, a virtual chat room, but your cameras, uh, so you can see each other and um, play games and stuff if you want. Um, and uh, so I got him on that, and uh, we sat there for maybe an hour, and uh, he had a glass of wine actually, but I, I had to find a pint of beer. And, uh, we caught up. So, um, I, I just thought that was really interesting. I mean, again, he's somebody who I've never, would have never met had an been for any up. And, um, every time we were in London, he, or even Dublin, yeah, he comes over to, uh, hang out with us for a night. Uh, and, um, we've, um. We spent a lot of time chatting on Facebook Messenger because we're both really into politics and uh, discussing each country's crazy politics <laughs> as they have been. So, you know, we, we've been keeping in touch. But uh, but, you know, when, when things and you reach out and he's like, you know, hey, it's interesting now that we're we're so focused on how we can keep up our social lives with the people we see every day. Right. Mm. And he's like, but I think this is an opportunity for us to now keep up with people that we don't always we we, we see rarely like. Right? So, um so it's kinda cool. So uh, I, I it it was just a good reminder. I was sitting there when I was talking to him thinking that uh uh without any yeah, up this wouldn't have been happening. So um so to all our friends and fans out there, thank you for um brightening our days over the list. However many years has been now. Jesus, fourteen, fifteen? Yeah, it's been a long time. It fifteen was oh, coming up on fifteen, right? With the yeah,
1: podcast. it was oh 05, so it's yep. fifteen in June. Uh, yeah you got to really like Scott Long and want to look at his face, though. <laughs> right? You know, like we do the show, audio only. We don't We don't have our cameras on when we do the show. Uh, and I won't tell him that you misspelled his name, uh, and I corrected it for you on the phone. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, well, <laughs> oh, wait, I thought, just
3: told I'll him. Be, don't! I'll be typing it after I had those virtual pints with
1: him. So. <laughs> hey, it's time for any updates. Jones for a poker game during the coronavirus? Rediscover Papes, the Antioch Fans Online Play Money Tournament Series on PokerStars Play Money Site, available everywhere. Details on how you can uh, be found uh, on how to join can be found at bit.ly/papes. P a i p s. Games are on the 6th, 16th, and 26th of every month. It says money, but it means month.
3: <laughs> every money, money.
1: I told you he was drunk when he did the file. He misspelled oh, wow. Rob Paul Chapman's name. There we go, I fixed it. <laughs> uh, and rotate disciplines with a main tournament uh, followed by a second chance event every time they play. Buy-in for each tournament is 20,000 chips, fake chips, obviously. Poker Stars gives you 15,000 in play chips for every four hours, so you can constantly replenish and have enough to do these um and i i used to play these i I played them every once in a while i won a i won a tournament once it was limit which i thought was hilarious um but it is a lot of fun they take it seriously it's not a joke it's not these people play they're they're good players they're not just you know you think of playing money think people fooling around and everything but they are not fooling around so if you want to like try to really play some serious games they'll play seriously it's it's really cool um I don't know. I enjoyed myself when I played. Now I always forget. I know it's on the sixth, sixteenth, and twenty-sixth. The thing that I wish is that I, I could play on my iPad. Yeah. I really don't want to start up the whole desktop and sit there. I like to be able to, like, you know, watch TV while I'm playing and stuff. And then my computer doesn't face the TV, so if they got on the iPad, I'd play more because I would remember. And then I would, you know, what I mean. But when it's, I got to get up and restart the computer, and you know, I just don't do it. But. For the people who do want to play this, it's awesome. Sorry to make it so long, but it, it's worth it. It's it's no, we,
3: we, yeah we haven't uh, we needed we needed to be promoting it more than we have in the past, but obviously, definitely now it's it's important. We've had a couple people email us asking for details, so it seems like we need to get back on there. And uh, and I'm definitely going to try to get back on them. I'm playing as well too. Um, and then our our local group is also doing oh. a Poker Stars home game as well too. So I'm going to download all that and get used to. And get back into it. Uh, I wanted to play last week when I first thought of it, but the, I was doing my uh, my local talk show that night, so couldn't do it. But looking forward to the next opportunity, um, the next six sixteenth or twenty sixth, <laughs> when when I'm completely bored. He would have
1: played, uh, but he was busy cheating on me. Yeah, that's right. It is. So you if know. you do play Papes and you have a hand that you want to discuss or whatever, you could join the Ante Fans group Facebook page and uh, you know post anything in there for the feedback or call the floor questions or just discuss anything poker. Uh, and then, uh, if you make some money somehow, I don't know how, but you could check out 11 vintage Annie Up logo designs on our store at slash shop. T shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, phone and laptop cases, coffee and drink mugs, and more with your choice of Annie Up Magazine, Annie Up PokerCast, or Annie Up PokerTour logos.
3: And we're still selling them. Got an email last night. We sold some more. so yeah, it.
1: yeah. We could retire. <laughs> um, and then, of course, we love hearing from our fans. So, you know, if you have a hand of the week, uh, somehow. Uh, listener spotlight somehow or call the floor I don't know what floor you're calling but if you somehow get to play poker and call the floor email us at podcast at com and you can post in the AnnieUp fans group on Facebook hey we have a new O'Malley's move he found a way to play poker so here it comes
2: Move. I'm Malcolm O'Malley. This week we are seated at a $2-5 dollars no limit hold'em online home game thanks to the quarantine we're all currently under. The game is eight-handed. This is our regular home game, so we know these players well, but we're really not sure how this will translate to online play. We're up two fifty as we sit with seven fifty. The blinds post, we get one caller, an MP. The button calls, and we're in the small blind with the ace of clubs, tray of clubs. This is a decent hand. There's already $15 in the pot, but do we raise here or just call? I thought about this one for quite a while and ultimately decided to raise. I'd like to get heads up here and see if I can represent a stronger hand than I actually have if the flop misses me completely. We make it $30 to go. The big blind folds, the MP calls, and the button folds. The MP is a decently solid player. He doesn't step out of line all that often and he can be tricky. His range could be pretty wide here, But it won't be completely insane. He's also up tonight. He sits with 700, up 200. There's $70 in the pot, and the flop is the 8 of spades, tray of spades, tray of hearts. Bingo bango bongo. We like this flop, but I'd also like to make our opponent think we are weak here. Maybe ace queen, ace jack, possibly even something like sevens through fours, we check. Our opponent quickly checks behind. There's still $70 in the pot, and the turn is the six of hearts. I think this is where we come alive, as there are now two flush draws on board. We make it $40 to go. A value bet. Our opponent thinks briefly before making the call. There's 150 in the pot, and the river is the jack of clubs. I think we need to bet this one for value. We make it $75 to go. Our opponent thinks briefly before raising us to 225 So... We've invested 145 of our stack on this one. We need to put in another 150 to win 450 If we call and lose, we're down for the night. If we call and win, we're sitting pretty. Is there a case for a fold here? A raise? What's the move?
3: It's time for the AdvancedPokerTraining.com. Hand of the Week. Send your hands or situations to podcast at, Andy at Magazine.com. If you haven't won something from us in the past year, you'll get a free membership to Advanced Poker Training, the world's number one poker training site. And uh, Vic G's back in the house, and I really hope we haven't—we're not redoing hands like we did last week, because uh, we just keep holding on to these. But I'm pretty sure these next four we have from him are fresh, okay, uh, for our listeners. So, and if not, we haven't talked about them in years. So,
1: well, you know what though? I was during the show earlier. I was thinking to myself we were skipping over some of the things that we normally do, like call the floor and stuff. But if we're desperate. You know, you could do call a classic, call the floor, and do one that was really good from back in the day. I mean, no one first First of all, if they're going to remember it, then wow, you're, you know, you've got like uh, Dustin Hoffman ability from Rain Man to remember stuff. I, to me, I mean, if you can remember, we could remember the hand of the week that we did just a little while ago, and Vic remembered it. So really, if if we needed to, we could totally just call them classic listener spotlights and stuff just to keep the show going and remember. You know, a lot of people like to have stuff reminded, too, of, you know, it's not like they commit everything that they, they learn to memory. So I'm fine with that if you are. Yeah. Right. Look at that, making decisions for Annie up right here on the show live. This is
3: awesome. Got to find content where we can. So That's right. <laughs> All right. So Vic was playing in a 1-3 limit home game in Biloxi, Missouri during a tournament series. Missouri. Uh sorry, Mississippi.
1: Holy cow, he's drunk. He's still talking I mean, to Rob Paul already. Chapman on yeah, the other right. line, I think.
3: <laughs> yeah, you don't want to look at my recycling bin during this crisis.
1: <laughs> oh, man.
3: Um, all right, so anyhow, so there are lots of uh, players in town for the cash games, he says. as uh, table opened about an hour ago, so everyone was settled in and ready to play. My initial in of 500 isn't nearly the big stack, several players have three to four times as much. Uh, since buying in, we worked it up to $800. Opening raises of 15 to 25 in this 1-3 uncapped game are not uncommon, nor is the Mississippi straddle from any position on the table. Uh, in this hand, the button puts out the $6 Mississippi straddle, and action starts on the small blind. After the blinds fold, we are next to act with the king of diamonds, queen of spades.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I was still writing. That's why it took me a second there. Um, yeah, I mean, you know... It- it's funny, when you when you put yourself in the, hey, let's teach people how to play poker mode, you say to yourself, okay, king-queen's good, but it's a trap hand. It's a hand okay. that you know can get you into trouble if there's someone who's got ace-king or ace-queen behind you, or ace-ace or king-king or queen-queen. So those are the types of hands that, if you're just starting out to play poker, and who knows, we may be getting waves of new listeners now because they've got nothing to do. Um, so always be cautious with a, a hand like this. They call it the marriage, um, uh, because you need to be careful. <laughs> um, but, uh, I, I think that, um, if, for this game and there's straddles out there. So I think there's some dead money and I think it's a, a hand that you can raise with You're first to enter the pot. You should dental, definitely consider raising with it. Uh, just, you know, learn to be cautious with this hand if you're just starting out, because the types of hands where you could think you had the best and you end up getting fleeced. So, um, I would raise whatever the—he's has been playing for an hour, so whatever the standard raise would be at this table, I would probably make. Uh, that's what I said. Uh, opening raises have been 15 to 25. Is what said. Yeah, so something like that, 20, 25.
3: Yeah, I definitely think—this uh, is a hand I think most players should consider folding here for all the reasons you mentioned. But you're right, if you're going to play it, you need to come in for a raise and and be strong and represent um, a slightly stronger hand than you have. So if you're playing it, you got to be raising, I
1: think. So. Can you tell me the suits again?
3: Yes, King of Diamonds, Queen of Spades. Okay, thanks. And I can tell you anything, Chris.
1: Thanks, I appreciate it.
3: All right, our uh, hero says a fold here is certainly acceptable, but not for Hand of the Week, so we call the $6. Hmm. After two more limpers, uh, and the cutoff raises to $26. He's one of the smaller stacks that I have covered. Our button straddler calls, uh, we also have him covered, and the action is back on us. Well,. See, this is oh, and hold on. I'll give you a little bit more information. Okay, it says uh, the two limpers behind me have me covered and have played pretty solid. While the button has played well, uh, but it has been, has shown better hands several times uh, and has rebought twice.
1: This is this is when it gets tough to play this type of hand because it, not only do you have a bunch of people out there around there trying to, you know, felt the 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 razor, but the razor could have us dominated now just because he's in the cutoff doesn't necessarily mean that he's making a move, you know. You know, we all think, oh, it's, oh he's only raising because he's trying to steal the button and, and get control of the hand, but, you know, he could legitimately have ace-king here, or ace-queen, or even king-king or queen-queen, so we can get ourselves in a lot of trouble here. Yep. Um, I don't know if I would call the $20, $20 more. I don't know. I, I feel like I'd be out of position. Um. Some players I'll be in position with, but the main guy, the main player... Uh, I just feel like I could see myself folding this. Of course I could I saw myself raising preflop and he limped, so which is very interesting to me. Maybe because the maybe the straddler is somebody who would, you know, play it crazily, I don't know. But um I can go either way on this. I can go on a call or a fold. I I, I don't know. I guess I'd have to get the the temperature of the table before I really committed to an action here. But in my I guess I would call. But I really want to hit it well. And and in a, in a way that King King wouldn't hurt me, you know, or Ace King wouldn't hurt me. Like I would want to see like Jack Ten on the flop.
3: Yeah, I think you're you're right. I think you're playing more for a straight here, um, or to at least to pair. You don't want a King or a Queen. You want both, right. Um Or you're right. The straight is gonna be better. So, I mean, here's the thing. I I was inclined to fold um, when it was only six bucks to us. Um. So I'm really inclined to fold this as well too. Now that being said, you know Vic uh, again as we keep saying, is a better player than we are. He's been at this game for a while, so he has a better sense of who who he's got. So remember, it's not always your cards, it's the players. So, um, but as an instructional hand uh, for listeners, uh, I think yeah, I think you're gonna get yourself in way too much trouble. Most players will get themselves in way too much trouble here, and it's not worth the 26 bucks, or yeah. I mean the
1: extra 20. The extra I guess. 20. Yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah. Um, all right, uh, here it says, this is a loose call and we know it, but we toss in the extra $20. bucks. All right, as long as you know it, that, that helps. you know.
1: Well, the fact that he said loose makes me feel good about our discussion then, because we, we were contemplating folding, so that's good. So we're, we're on the right path, I think, with Vic. Uh,
3: the two limpers folds, so we're three-handed to the flop with 88 in the pot. We see a flop of ace of hearts, 10 of spades, 9 of clubs. And uh, so he says, We have uh, not no pair and got shot to Broadway, and looks like we are first act.
1: Well, this is why not being in position sucks. You have to look at this and say, Okay, well, I got a gutter here. But generally, people who raise or call raises have an ace in their hand a lot of times. I'm not uh-huh. saying they do or they don't. Betting into the Razor now is a donk bet that you probably shouldn't be making here because the person comes over the top now you're just wasting money on a gutter that you're not going to follow up with a call on so it looks like you probably should just check and then see how much of a bet this person makes and decide whether or not calling for a gutter is worth it and i know if you're playing the player and he's scared by the ace then you come out firing but um you know, I just don't know these players well enough sitting in front of my computer in Florida when this is a game that happened ages ago in Mississippi, or Missouri, as Scott likes to say. Um, Sorry, that Ozark on the brain. All right, so what do you think? And I, before that, I don't want to go back too far, but we should have said something about Mike Carrow and the Ozark thing. He should have been in that sit-and-go, right? Isn't he from the <laughs> Ozarks? Right.
3: Well, the, the, the Kansas City uh, mobster got kicked out. Uh, to be honest, we didn't get to see much uh, poker being played. Uh, so. All right, all right. Yeah. He, um, might he might have
1: been. I'm going to check.
3: Um, yeah, I think here, uh, I'm checking, hoping for a check around in that Miracle card. Uh, I just can't imagine putting more money into this pot. Uh, I mean, it's 88, you know, any decent bet here is going to be 30, 40 bucks, right? So I I can't see that, um, justifying that. And you're right, betting out here is like, I think the worst thing you can do. Somebody here's got to have an ace here. And at that point, even if you don't get raised, they're going to sit there and let you walk the dog with them. And and then we're still going to have to improve. So, uh, yeah, I'm just tapping the table, hoping and checks around and then hoping to hit my card. So not that I'm asking for a lot here, but (laughs) Uh, all right. Our hero says, yeah, we're checking in here 100 percent of the time. Uh, uh, Happily, the preflop razor and the button also check. So with 88 in the pot, uh, he says we see a beautiful turn of the jack of hearts. So our board now is the ace of hearts, ten of spades, nine of clubs, jack of hearts, and we do have the nuts and the actions on us.
1: It's interesting. A lot of people would want to check here um, and hope that oh, they'll do the Scott Long rule. If everyone checks around, you have to bet uh, two times. So um, I, I, to me, I'd rather bet now. And Because let's face it, if, if they're scared to not even bet last street, now it's only gotten more juicy. Um, and plus, I want to protect my hand a little bit, too. Um, from the hearts, and just to, you know, it's a decent pot. There's no reason to take a stab at it. It might look like you're taking a stab at it, and they might be like, hey, I got aces up now.
3: No, I mean, or, we could be very easily conf- uh, counterfeited with this board, right? So with any, like you know, any king, queen come here, and then... Yeah, right. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah, so we want so, to
1: bet now. Right. So, and again,
3: let's remember, we, we, this is a hand we shouldn't have been in the pot with to begin with. I know we keep saying that, but I I'm happy to take down decent pots with hands that we shouldn't have ever played so if we can win 88 bucks here if everybody folds that's that's fine for me um and if we get some collars then that's even better because you know we got the nuts and uh, there's not too much i'm worried about uh honestly the biggest thing i'm worried about is just being counterfeited and being counterfeited then we we haven't lost we just lose more money
1: I don't sure. mind, uh, what was the bet you said earlier that we would be facing? Something like 35-40? Like
3: 40, 40 I mean, yeah. half the pot's 44. So, I mean, that's probably what I'm betting is, you know, 44 probably, is kind of weird. Yeah, but 40-40. Yep. Yeah. Let's bet. Yep. Okay. Uh, our hero says, with no interest on in the flop from these guys, we decide to check and see who wants to take a shot at this pot. Uh, yes, we could bet to charge any uh two pair or sets but i doubt that anyone checked these hands on the flop the pre-flop razor would have c-bet with it and the button would have looked to the end looked to end the hand after i check oh i'm sorry uh after i check, the preflop flop puts out a bet of 45 in the 88 dollars pot button straddled a quickly response by cutting out the 45 dollars call and adding a hundred dollar stack of red chips before sliding both stacks forward we have both players covered the preflop raiser has about 260 behind. The button has about 475 left. What's our move?
1: Again, I, I'm I'm on the team Scott here, and I mean I have to think that I would love to take down a pot right now in a hand that I really shouldn't have even been in. Um, and if I get a call, then fine. But uh, coming over the top now, people are gonna probably know what you have, but that doesn't mean they're not gonna call. You know, somebody could have a king queen of hearts.
3: Yeah, I I like our spot here. We've got somebody that bet this pot and then someone that raised the pot, and we're sitting with the nuts.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: And obviously we don't have any redraws here, but um, this is a good spot to be in. We, we have two people that have shown interest in a pot that we didn't think showed interest. Now, the first guy could have just been making a stab at it, but the second guy likes this pot, right? So
1: I want to get the first guy out. I, I don't know what it is, but I feel like I want to get – The person who's raising, I don't think has a heart draw. I think the other guy could have a heart draw. Uh, Somebody could have two pair. So I want to. I think I want to put all my money in now. I I think I want to just shut it down and get at least one of them out. And the other one's probably going to call, and we'll see what we're up against. And you know, we could be up against two pair, who could river a boat. Could be up against a flush uh, draw, and you know, whatever. So could be king, queen of hearts for all we know. You know, we could be screwed. So they'd be free rolling on us. But I. I I don't want to just call here. I know he might say, I I have no idea what these emails say, so he could say, uh, I wanna call because I want this other guy to come along and get more money out of him. You know, he's so meticulous with his reads and bets, so but I don't like that. I don't want four cards going up against me. I want two or none. So I'm gonna put the hammer down and shove.
3: Yeah, I think you could make an argument of calling here to keep the middle guy in if you want to. Um um and I think you could also make a uh, a stronger call, um, uh, argument for raising here. And now, I mean, there's much more money in this pot than there was before when I wanted to shut it down. And we have the nuts now. So this whole thing changed dramatically with this turn card and the turn action for me. So at this point, uh, like I said, we've got two folks showing interest here. One may not be really interested. The other one certainly is. So I'm raising mm-hmm. and... Um, and seeing what I can get out of the button, and if the other guy wants to come along too, that's fine. But I think you're right. I mean, if uh, I mean, hopefully we're up against a seven eight here. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. Um, but if not, uh, we're probably up against a hand or two hands that that have draw possibilities here. You know, whether that's a set uh, drawing to you know a boat or a, a weird flush draw. So um, yeah, or two pair. Definitely going to make them uh, pay for this. So um, I don't know what the raise would be here. I mean, all in would we raise it to four seventy five to get everybody covered? Uh, Adding, I mean, add four seventy five to the the hundred dollar one hundred forty five that we have to call. So that might be too much. Um,
1: Yeah, but I mean, people go in all in all the time. Once you get past a certain threshold. They yeah. just shove because, they got, you know what I mean, and you're not going to make it 400 and leave 75 behind for somebody. You're just going to shove anyway. So that extra 75 is just, I don't think of that as, I, I'm just going to shove.
3: All right. Uh, here it says, this is a no-brainer. We're going to three bet. We pick up enough black and green ships to cover both players and slide them into the pot. The original better goes into the tank. After squirming for quite a bit, he reluctantly calls. Action is on the button who snap calls. With one thousand and three dollars in the main pot and another four thirty in the side pot, the river is the Jack of Spades. Ugh. So our final board is uh, Ace of Hearts, Ten of Spades, Nine of Clubs, Jack of Hearts, Jack of Spades. Our hero says, "Oh God, that can't be good." <laughs> Middle position player doesn't wait for either of us to table our hands for the side pot to flips over Jack of Diamonds, Jack Clubs for quads. Oh. Button shows King of Hearts, Queen of Clubs, and we chop the side pot. Oh. Oof.
1: wow uh see that's uh, like
3: the worst scenario we were already chopping and then we had a guy uh drawing against us and got there wow got
1: quads to get there to get the main pot uh that's brutal so he ends up with 215 basically in his stack when he had well he has more than that because he had 800 but wow that's brutal
3: brutal wow. And talk about a river card that helped everybody considerably, right? I mean, uh, a turn card. I mean, turn card. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. yeah.
3: So I mean, because the jacks could not have been happy with that ace flopping. Um, neither of us, king queen, were happy with that ace flopping, right? Yeah. And then the jack came, and we're all excited.
1: Wow. And so, I guess if you play the hand over again, the the guy with jacks was the one who raised pre, right? Uh, he used to cut off. Uh, yes, yes. So that makes sense, and then the other guys with the king queen, just like us, playing a hand that probably shouldn't be playing in, but we're just he's a button opened. so he
3: was straddling too. I mean, yeah, he's straddling,
1: playing, so he already yeah. had six invested. Probably
3: called the raise, but yeah, but. yeah.
1: So he only called twenty, but he was had position, so that made sense. And so no one really. So no had ace,
3: that's what's interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah. The flop comes ace ten nine, and it checks around, and that makes total sense because everyone missed. And an yeah, overcame uh, to the Jacks, right? The turn, the check comes. Uh, well, the- I'm interested the to why
3: the Button wouldn't have bet there, you know? Because again, you had the position there, you had all this money in, it checks around. I mean, you got to think maybe, I guess maybe somebody's seeing with an Ace waiting for you to bet. But if not, I mean that that's a that's a play that works a high percentage of the time. Well, no the cutoff was him. the razor,
1: though. Maybe he thought he was like, he's being trapped. Yeah, but know? he
3: checked. Yeah, well, yeah, I know. But uh, but he very well could have had a hand like, say, Jack-Jack there and was scared by the ace. So, yeah, yeah. you know, I think representing the ace there, if you get if you get check-raised there, then you know and you're done. You shut it down. You know, I you yeah. don't want to throw money away. Um, but, again, that's why I said it's a high-percentage play. I mean, sometimes you're going to get check-raised and you're going to have to lay it down. That sucks, but... More often than not, uh, you're going to take that pot down right now. And you're going to take it down with King High. I mean, so, and if he would have bet there, I'm pretty certain we would have had to get out. And I'm also pretty certain the Jacks would have gotten out. So the button could have won this hands. Um, Post-flop. Up. Yeah. Other than chopping a side pot with us at the end had he been a little bit more
1: aggressive. Wow. Us too, right? If we came off firing, which we weren't going to, we all yeah, know we it, weren't it going to. Make but much
3: sense for us to bet this, though. Yeah, but he's no. on, It makes a lot more sense for him to button yeah, yeah. with it next round. So, um, yeah. wow, yeah.
1: Oh man, it's not. It's not every. It's a special show. It's not every week that Vic loses a hand <laughs> yeah. and loses
3: spectacularly.
1: <laughs> I know that was a, all the planets aligned too for that to happen. So unbelievable. But the good news is we'll have another Vic hand next week, and I'm sure he'll win. That's right. I'm That's Chris Casenza, And I'm Scott Locke.
2: <laughs> we'll see you at the tables. Up is a production of magazine.com Contact the show at podcast at magazine.com or call our hotline at 206-338-6344. If you'd like to advertise, send an email to advertising at magazine.com or call 727 331 Four three three five. Some music used in this episode comes courtesy of the Podsafe Music Network.
0: Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty-nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty-nine a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon